The Consciousness of the Call 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16 says, For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. We are apt to forget the mystical, supernatural touch of God. If you can tell where you got the call of God, and all about it, I question whether you have ever had the call. The call of God does not come like that. It is much more supernatural. The realization of it in a man's life may come with a sudden thunderclap, or with a gradual dawning. But in whatever way it comes, it comes with the undercurrent of the supernatural, something that cannot be put into words. It is always accompanied with a glow. At any moment, there may break the sudden consciousness of this incalculable, supernatural, surprising call that has taken hold of your life. I have chosen you. The call of God has nothing to do with salvation and sanctification. It is not because you are sanctified that you are therefore called to preach the gospel. It is infinitely different. Paul describes it as a necessity laid upon him. If you have been obliterating the great supernatural call of God in your life, take a review of your circumstances and see where God has not been first, but your ideas of service or your temperamental abilities. Paul said, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. He had realized the call of God and there was no competitor for his strength. If a man or woman is called of God, it does not matter how untoward circumstances are. Every force that has been at work will tell for God's purpose in the end. If you agree with God's purpose, he will bring not only your conscious life, but all the deeper regions of your life which you cannot get at, into harmony. He who has ears, let him hear. For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel, for if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, 
not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. I've never heard these verses like I have today. Yesterday, I started with two new clients, a husband and a wife. The husband and the wife are trying to break free from their sedentary lifestyle, which only hardened and became more cemented over the last three years when COVID started. Their bodies are failing them. And as I've started to train people, I, I realized, okay, if I come at this with a pious attitude, if I come in this situation being stronger, knowing more, being more capable than these people, the relationship connection is not going to be there. And if the relationship connection, if that's not going to be there, I'm not going to get their business. And if I'm not going to get their business, then I'm not going to have a job. And I have to have a job. I'm making training and coaching my job, which is all about relationship first. And I'm part of a, a local business Christian men's ministry group in, in my city. And uh, there was a guest speaker last week. And he shared, he shared this. God loves people and he puts them in front of you so you can be him. And just as Paul explains in 1 Corinthians how he's going into different groups of people. He's with widely different individuals. And he's not stepping into each situation. He's not going into each relationship being the same Paul. He's being a Paul which can relate and have a relationship with someone with two opposite people. Paul is becoming similar to who they are in the light of God to share the gospel. And I realized as I'm training people, this is what I'm doing. This is exactly what I'm doing. In order to train people, in order to get the results that they want, and marry them with the results that they need. I need to, to be like them. I need to speak in ways which they can understand. And I need to encourage that person specifically. I can't have a cookie cutter phrase, a cookie cutter bag of phrases to say that's going to work with everybody. And then the reason I really love training and being in the physical fitness industry is because of what Paul says in chapter or 1 Corinthians 9:25. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, a reward which passes away. But as believers, we exercise self-control. We exercise to receive something that's im perishable eternal life so don't run aimlessly don't box as one beating the air discipline yourself keep yourself under control 
so you can preach and be true while doing it instead of looking like a hypocrite, instead of being a hypocrite, saying one thing and doing another because of a lack of self-control, because a lack of exercising. I had to look up the definition because I wasn't familiar with the word untoward. Oswald says, if a man or woman is called of God, it does not matter how untoward circumstances are. The word means unexpected and inappropriate or inconvenient. It doesn't matter how untoward the circumstances are. Every force that has been at work will tell for God's purpose in the end. And so going back to being or becoming all to preach the gospel so that some so that I might save some by sharing Jesus who will save them something I need to work on is praying in those situations after those circumstances I need to give what I might hold on to God I need to give those to God put those on the cross because I'm battling for these people spiritually they don't know it but I know it. And if, if I'm not actively aware of this spiritual battle, then I'm going to take things on physically. And I might struggle with sin. Like this morning. So I, I had this interaction last night. Wasn't a big deal. But I didn't pray about it. It just kind of sat with me. And then I became a little frustrated about it. Kind of going to bed last night and then waking up this morning. And I had a tough morning for the first hour. And it wasn't until I thought, hmm, yeah, this is something I really should have prayed about. And I need to re- relinquish this physical tension that I'm storing up in me because of something that happened. I need to give it to God. And if I'm not good at doing this, then I won't be able to have relationships with difficult people. So in order to have relationships with difficult people, to, be the, to, to, to become the weak in order to save the weak, to train them up, I need to give these things that they're struggling with to God. Jesus is the mediator between me and the other person, so I, need to, I just need to keep that in my mind. I don't know if it's making sense, and I don't know if I'm making sense, so I'll leave it here. If I preach not the gospel, remember... Jesus is the mediator between you and every other relationship you have on this earth. Really, every other thing you experience on this earth. Jesus needs to be between you and everything else. Because Jesus needs to be kept closest to you. Nothing ought to be between you and Jesus. So, when it comes to serving other people, put Jesus first. Because that's how we'll do it. Otherwise, we'll make it about us will get offended, will offend. And then if we do that, we aren't preaching the gospel. God bless you.